This morning, I want us to look at some scriptures and to prepare you for the supernatural conference that you may have faith to receive what the Lord has in store for us. Faith to receive from the Lord. That's the title of the message. Listen to this, church. For any great venture, there has to be thorough preparation. We agree? For any great venture, there has to be thorough preparation. Time spent in preparation. Uh, there has to be intentional thoughts given to it. Dr. Chris Oma, recently you had your doctorate. Now remember how many years that you took in preparation for it. Time to eat. Nights. You know, why is that so? That is important. In other words, no venture worth it is, uh, I mean, oh, no venture that is really of any value that just happens. There has to be preparation. And can I tell you this then, even speaking to you uh, as an individual, your life has a, God has a destiny for your life. So then you have to be intentional in your life. You have to be purposeful. You have to live purposeful. A day to day for that which God has put in you that may come out and affect others positively to the glory of God. But that doesn't happen. Let me tell you something. Big Bang Theory is just a theory on book of some foolish people that the earth and its beauty can be created out of something coming out of a bang. Nothing like that will ever happen in life. That's foolishness. And then, so, it takes preparation. It takes in intentional thoughts given to it. Nothing just happens in God. Nothing. There has to be faith released. Great expectations start up. That has to be. Great expectation. That you have to live in life because of getting into the word of God and understanding the principles of the word of God that there is great expectation in what you are doing. Talking about the new year, great expectation. There has to be a great expectation and then uh, start up. And then, this is the powerful part, joy for the results expected. Not on things break forth. But way before then, there is joy. Where is that? What is that? You've stirred up things within you. You've stirred up things in your heart. And your, your faith is released be, before, before God, unto God. And there is joy. Joy. I don't know about you and your growing up if you had new clothes for Christmas. And you're looking forward to Christmas. You're looking forward when you can wear those clothes. There is joy and, 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 and more anticipation. And, and, you know, this part of the, the, the world, we like nyamachoma. And there is mbuz. You can tell that it was brought for some time. It's just be waiting over there the day that it shall be slaughtered. I didn't like so much of meat growing up. I had reactions to it. But I liked chapati and, and beans. Can you imagine that? That was my thing. 
So there was a great expectation, and I don't know about you. I, I grew up in a place that, uh, you know, so much growing up, chapati was the big thing. And in the evenings when you're waiting for it to be ready, for, for, for chapatis to be ready, and it's going like 6.30, and you see, you see the wheat flour that being brought out from, from, from the cupboard, you're, you're just excited. Tonight is the night. <laughs> That is an expectation. Now, that was a joy, uh, I mean, a, a child kind of joy, but it was real. It was real. That was an expectation. Now, to someone probably that didn't look anything big and anything, nothing to you, but to, to me it was. There was an excitement. There, is, there was an expectation. There was, there was joy. My sister used to say that when you'll have such, such days of chapati, uh, well, of course, I was maybe eight, nine, or ten years, probably. Eight, nine, ten years. So then uh, I will be in the kitchen, and I'll be seated, seated down in a rural kitchen, and I'll be dozing so that my mom can say, give the child some. <laughs> That's the truth. I'll be dozing off. <laughs> and the amazing thing, and, and my sister, she was the oldest sister, the firstborn, and then she is still. I mean, she's the secondborn. She's older than I, but she's older, a little bit older than I. But she, kind of like she was mean. She said, no, he's pretending to be sleeping. <laughs> he's not dozing off. But uh, mom has said, and I end up, but... And the thing is, this, that's amazing how I like this. And I was a tiny boy, but I'll eat several. <laughs> and, and, then, uh, and then I'll eat probably, you know, the first few ones that are ready. And then now when I eat, I'm awake now. And then, and then when they are serving, I'm awake. And then my sister looks at me and says, you won't have any. <laughs> it's like you won't have any, you've already eaten. I say, but I want some more. Tiny boy, it's just tiny. But what am I talking about? That great expectation and start up and joy for the results expected. The word of God guarantees all this when applied. What does it guarantee? It guarantees joy. It guarantees results. The word of God guarantees results. It guarantees that uh, this is what the Bible says, in, in fact, concerning expectation. It says this, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. If you have expectation based on the word of God, the word of God says, your expectation shall not be cut off. For surely there is an end, but thine expectation shall not be cut off. In Hebrews chapter 11, remember we're talking about faith to receive from the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 11, <clears throat> I don't think you'll speak about faith if, and fail to go to Hebrews 11. Let's see, I'm in Hebrews 1. Hebrews 11. <clears throat> in verse 1 it says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things 
not seen. So actually faith comes in before manifestation. You have the substance of, of things hoped for. You, have, you know them inside of you. You just know. And, and the evidence of things not seen. You can, you can start up faith inside of you by getting into the word of God. Of course, you'll see later, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But you can start up faith inside of you until you know, and you know, and you know that you have that, you expect, that which you're expecting. There's no faith accident. It's intentional. It's intentional. You have to do it on purpose. For by it, what? Faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. In other words, think about this. God framing the walls with his word by faith. In other words, God has seen it inside of him, his desire. And what he, has see, he had seen in his heart to bring it forth to the visible realm, they had to be the carrier of the reality, to, to the reality expected were words spoken. Does that make faith or sense? You want sense or faith? I want, I want, I want you to have faith. In other words, uh, whatever it is that God expected was already been formed in him and he was speaking the carrier. How do I put? The vehicle to carry out what he expected or was. 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 And I'm going to expound more and more of that. Now, look at this. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it he, he being dead, still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this, he, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Wow. God thought like, I can't stay without Enoch. I need him here. And took him. He didn't even see death. And then let's read verse 6 together. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So how do we please God? With faith. With faith, we please God. Now, until as we come coming to this uh, conference, to, for you to have the attitude, Lord, I want to receive all that you have for me. I want to receive all that you have for us in this conference. Whatever it takes, I will not allow any distraction to steal from me. Remember what the enemy does. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I, I'm telling you, this is, this is going to happen, and you have authority over it. The enemy will bring distractions so that you may not be in this conference. He will try. 
But remember I spoke to you in the beginning of the day of even spirit of endurance. But you have authority over him. You have authority to stop him. Let me tell you something. You have to be spiritually minded to realize this is the devil that is bringing this to me. And some things that will come up, I'll, I'll share with you, some things that will come up may like offense, just taking offense. That, that, that is a big one. Let's go to Mark chapter 10 <clears throat> so that I can show you how you can be determined to receive from the Lord. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Here comes blind Bartimaeus. Verse 46, now they came to Jericho, and Jesus went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great multitude, and a great multitude. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That, that, that man shouted. Remember, if, if the ones who are around Jesus are a great multitude and he didn't, he didn't have a own speaker, this man had to shout. He was desperate. He wanted what he knew. Remember, he calls him who? Son of David. In other words, he's, call, he's calling him the Messiah. And he knew that's the Messiah that's the time for my breakthrough. I am going to do whatever it takes to receive, which is mine. And then many warned him, not one or two, many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And imagine people are telling him, keep quiet. You're making a lot of noise. Shut up. And it's not one or two people. He says many. You know the Bible doesn't exaggerate. Many are telling him, shut up, shut up. Not Bartimaeus. In other words, he did whatever it took to receive from the Lord. I'm telling you, life doesn't, it wasn't planned this way by God, but life doesn't bring good things to you all the time. The adversities that you have to stand against and stand against them and tell the devil, no. And sometimes people tell you that this will never happen. <laughs> this will never happen. You never, you'll never amount to anything. You say, no. It doesn't matter if it's one or two people or many telling you this cannot be done. If you are convinced inside of you Listen, no one will talk you out of what you know is rightfully yours from the Lord. That was a week, amen? amen. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man. Can you imagine the same guys probably were saying, shut up. They're the ones, now he's calling you, come. <laughs> you are big mouth. Let's see what he'll do for you. Uh, um, but they called the blind man, same thing, be of good cheer. 
rise, he's calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Let me tell you what that means. You have to be specific. You have to be specific. What could you have thought? Jesus asking, what do you want me to do for you? Hey, I'm a blind man. Don't you know it? Can't you see I'm blind? This is obvious. No, you have to be specific for him to respond according to your faith. Faith is specific. Faith is intentional. Faith is released on purpose. You have to be specific. What are you, going, what are you coming for this conference? I don't know, but I'm coming. Whatever God wants to do, let him do. No. Can you imagine Jesus, but may standing there and say, whatever you want to do, do. I said, no. What do you want? Listen to this. What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabon, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to this, go your way. My faith has made you well. Oh, okay, your work. Go your way. My ability has made you well. Go your way. I am the son of God. Anyway, don't you see I've made you well? What did he say? Your faith has made you well. Listen, it's never up to God. It's up to you. Why is that so? God finished his works. God already finished his works. God healed me by whose stripes? He bore your sickness and diseases by whose stripes you are healed. God already finished his work. But what do people say? It's up to God. You know, it may be in the conference and it's up to God to do something for me. No, 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 no. Your faith is Listen, you have to be specific and purpose. What do I want from God? He's talking about supernatural increase. What do I want? What kind of increase am I looking for, God? And I, I want you to teach me. I want you to show me. I want to be prepared so that I may receive what you have in store for me. That takes specifics. That takes faith release. Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Can you think of the ones who are telling him to shut up? Many, not some few people, many who are saying shut up. Your faith. Listen, church, it's your faith that will see you. Connect to what God has in store for you and see it explode and multiply. That always is. It's not up to God. It's up to you, Father. <laughs> Stop any kind of offense and be determined to receive from the Lord. Nothing, be determined, nothing is going to stop you from receiving. And I'm telling you, God has given you the ability, nothing can stop you from receiving. Listen, nothing, church. You don't know what I'm facing right now. Can I tell you this? It's nothing. It's nothing. 
I've gone through this situation again and again. It's nothing compared to what God has already done for you. Listen, he's given you the ability to conquer. He's given you the ability to overcome. It's nothing. The best thing to do is get into the word, make your faith, have your faith strong in the word of God, and the only thing you can do is sleep. At night, sleep. Don't be awake. Sleep. Rest in, 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 in God's ability. Nothing will stop you. Your attitude has to be that of receiving from the Lord. Let's go to Matthew 15. <clears throat> Matthew 15. Got verse 21. Verse 21. Now he's a Gentile. He's not a, a covenant person, like, uh, or otherwise he's not a Jew. Look at this. I, I want you to pay attention to these words. I don't know if you read the, the, the you know, the, 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 uh, the Gospels with an intention of learning of what, how Jesus would respond to situations. Look at this. And different ones, how they responded. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Dan Sidon. And behold, behold a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. And what did he do? He answered not a word. Can you imagine? I mean, I mean, that's mean. What do you think about that? That's mean. My daughter is demon Severely, he's not saying just demon possessed, severely demon possessed. And Jesus answered nothing. He kept quiet. What does he say next? He says this uh, uh, before then. Uh, okay, yes, that's right. But he answered her not a word. He's quiet. What did you think of? You are, you are really in stress. And the one you think is supposed to help you is quiet. What is, what is your first response? I, I knew he doesn't care. You see, that's offense. That's where he comes in right there. I knew he doesn't care. I mean, if you say you are the Messiah, and I'm telling you my, my daughter is severely de demon-possessed, and you can't even answer anything, I don't think you care. You just don't care. I don't think you are Messiah even. You understand? That's offense. Right there. That disqualifies an individual from receiving from the Lord. Look at this. But look at the, the, the attitude of this woman. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, send her away, for she cries after us. Now that's even bad. Come on. That's, this is in the Bible. This is recorded. This is even bad. Send him away. Send her away. She's crying around. She's coming around, crying around us. Send him, send her away. And he answered. That's the time now he's speaking. And said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's enough to make someone get offended. Someone said, I knew. That's the way the preachers are. You want them to help you? They don't help you. Now, this is God. Remember, he says he did nothing except that which he had 
he saw and he didn't speak anything except that which he heard his father speak and except that which he saw his father do. That's what he did. He kept quiet. Now look at this then. Then she came and worshipped him. Would you? Lord, I believed you for a breakthrough. I feel like you've ashamed me. I'm not going to church this Sunday. Some people have that attitude. I won't go to church. If God has been praying and praying and praying and nothing has happened, I will not go to church on Sunday. I will not even send a text to anyone. <laughs> but what did she do? She worshipped. She worshipped. She, she came right there with all negativity around her. She comes and she has this attitude of a servant and this attitude, the right attitude, and she worships. And then she says this, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. That's an attitude. That's an attitude of a winner. face something that you have sometimes even believers get offended at God. Lord help me. And then he says, and, but he answered. That's not, it's not over. He answered and said, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Can you think of a woman probably, what she will do next? Maybe she has some lessons around her. I knew you'd call my child a dog. Not her. What is her next attitude? That, that's amazing, this attitude that she had. She said, and she said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yet, even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. What is it that has happened in your life when you feel like, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm not going anymore. No, you haven't. You haven't. Listen, what is his response? Listen to, the, to Jesus answered and said to her, Oh woman, what is that? Not just your faith. Remember the other one is your faith. This is, this is someone who's, who's overcome every kind of offense, every kind of a negativity. And Jesus turns and says, Your woman, great is your faith. Listen, faith is an overcoming force against Anything that is thrown unto you. Nothing stops you from believing. Nothing. 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 To stop you and I from believing. However negative the situation might be. However negative the situation you might be facing. Listen, it's never God. It's up to you to have the attitude of faith and overcome every kind of offense. And stand before God and God says this, great is your faith, let it, be, let it be to you as you desire. And the daughter was healed from that very hour. What happened? Yeah, you know, there, there's an usher who didn't talk well uh, uh, to me, so I won't, come, I won't go back to that church. You don't have faith. You didn't come because of an usher. You came because you want God to, for you to experience God in your life. Oh, the pastor didn't greet me. I expected him to come and shake my hand several times. He didn't. 
I'll never go back to that church. No, you don't have faith. Listen, faith overcomes. Faith is an overcoming force. Against anything that the devil will throw, uh, will throw at you, you, stay, you tell the devil, no devil. People get so offended easily and they are born again spirit-filled believers who ought to have faith, but they are easily offended. And they do what? They abort their miracles. They stop what God had in store for them. If you stay in, in a place long enough, you'll have many opportunities to be offended. But what you do, you have an overcoming faith inside of you. Can I tell you this about, uh, about the church? No usher will come deliberately want to wound you. Wound you. Wound you. <laughs> no, no, no usher will do that. No one, I, I wouldn't come. Pastor Carlin, my wife and myself, leaders, won't come in any way just intentionally. I will snob her or I'll snob him so that he can get offended. We can't do that. You understand that? Even at the parking lot, the, 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 or wherever they are, uh, the security guys helping you, they can't do anything deliberately, won't you? Our aim is to be of a blessing to you and to help you to grow up in your faith so that you can receive what God has in store for you. So listen, get over it. And forgive. And release people. And if it's the usher, you felt like they did this to you and they did that to you. Next time when you come to church, you go to that usher and say, praise the Lord, my brother. And have a dance a little bit. I say, oh, you look so happy. Yeah, I am. I am. And you don't have to hold any kind of grudge. That offense will stop you from receiving from God. And I'm telling you, it may be even a big ministry, it may have a big call, but offense will stop the power of God from moving. Has anyone called you a child a dog? What will you do? Nilimweka yesu kando. You ever heard that, that people say that? Nilimweka yesu kando. Nikamtwanga mangumi kwanza. Lafundo nika. Nikamwambia usirudie. No, no, no. You disqualify yourself from receiving from God. Because of strife, because of offense. All right. How that, that drives the point home? Listen, nothing. Can I tell you this? You may be boarding Matatu on that day and, 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 and this week you're preparing for supernatural increase conference and there's every opportunity to be, to be, uh, to be offended at the, the driver and at the conductor and, and another motorist. You've seen people driving down the highway and you never do that. It doesn't help you. If I see someone has done, so, has done a mistake in front of me, this is what I do intentionally. I even don't look at them. I don't want to identify them with their foolishness. <laughs> I drive past them and that's it. No offense. Say, in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus I, forgive. I forgive. I release people. I, release people. I receive. 
the love of God, and I overcome all. Offense will stop you from receiving from God. Don't entertain it. And then in, let me, let's go to Luke 5, 17. I want you to see something there. Luke 5, 17. Now it happened as on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And what is the next statement? And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. That's sad. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. To heal them. But I'm telling you, they are not being healed. Let me show you the connection between the power available and between you and your situation. The power is available, but what is one supposed to do? Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was par paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in, because of the, the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst of Jesus. Now, this is determination. It's like nothing is going to stop us, stop us from reaching Jesus. What are you going? Let's open the roof. Can you think about doing that? I mean, that's a person who's desperate. Can I tell you something? Believers, sometimes, sometimes you don't fight enough. We don't fight enough. Do you know why? Because many have options. They have options. Because they have options, they think like, you know what, if this doesn't come through, I'll call someone to, to, to borrow money from. That's an option. And you'll never grow. Can, can I tell you, this, this is a fact. Take it because I've already taught you about offense then you can overcome. You will not grow, uh, grow financially if you are a borrower. Oh, that, that, that is quite... Is that good English? Is that, a, is, that, is that grammatical right? Or people just kept quiet? You will not. You will not grow up financially if you are habitually borrower. Why? You have options. But if you look at him and him alone as your source, there'll be things that will be so hard. But you know what you'll do? You'll go to the word of God and start releasing your faith and say, God, you say in your word. And listen, when you say this, I have no one else, you mean it. I have no one else, unless you speak to someone, I'm not going to borrow from any person. I have no one else to look at except you. That brings in growth and ability to depend on God. Thank you for your enthusiasm, but that's, that's the truth. That's how growth is realized. When you look around and there's no one. I, I mean, the Thank God for those years, but I wouldn't want to go back to those years. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought in a bed, was paralyzed, and he said that, 
uh, and, and, and when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. When he saw their faith. Say, when he saw their faith. Faith is visible. Faith is visible. One can be able to perceive. One can be able to see that's faith. Listen, if this is fake, one is able to tell. No, that's faith. That's, not, that's assumption. You see, if you really believe in God, I can't go to Brother Francis and I say, you know what, Brother Francis, and I'm looking at his shoes. I'm believing God for my shoes. Just like yours. I like the brown ones. Where did you get them? Is he, are we the same size? Is it, that, that's no faith. You understand? That's not believing. That's borrowing. That's manipulative. I'm believing God, brother. You call someone, believing God, brother, for 50,000. I've, I've, I've heard this. I've heard being told this. Uh, that I'm believing God for... 10,000, and, uh, and I sense God wants to use you. I've heard that. I said, no, you are not believing. I, I, I told an individual, you are not believing. That you, and you say that you sense God wants to use me? No, you are not believing. Let me tell you something. You could have called me and asked me, brother, do you have 10,000 shillings to give to me? I need it. But you are not believing. That's not faith. Faith is towards one person only, and it's God. Faith in God, not towards man. I, I, tell, I told an individual, um, I mean, I, I told a certain individual some years ago, came to my office with that same story, uh, that I, I believe God sent, to you to, uh, sent me to you to come and uh, to ask you for this, and because he told me about this concerning your life, and one turn and one and say, oh, really? Really? That's what he told you? No, that's not the truth. Let's go to the word of God. I showed her the word of God, and, and I said, now, uh, what I want to do now, I want to cast out the demon of lying. I'm serious. I did that in my office. Uh, I think Sheila was my next office, that, that, that one I said, I want to cast out the demon of lying because that's not the truth. If you came over here and you told me that you needed such and such money, you in need, I could have made that available. But since you came in pretense and manipulative and trying to use the name of the Lord, I will not. But first I want to cast out demon out of you. Are you ready? She said, no. She picked up her papers. Shoom, <laughs> left. And I said, Sheila is my witness, because she saw her fleeing from my office out. And I said, because she came with this word of knowledge, seemingly a prophet, prophetess from God. And then I took authority, and I said, and that spirit will not remain in this compound, and it goes out with her. And when she wants to be delivered from this spirit, she can go, with, she can be delivered, but not in this, in this compound. Faith. He saw their faith and said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven you. Faith is visible. Go to Acts chapter 14. You know what will happen? 
because of our faith in God and all those who will be coming over here, they will experience the same faith. Listen, faith is contagious. <laughs> you hang around people who have faith, you'll start realizing, whoa, I'm thinking different. I'm acting different. I'm not. You hang around people who are full of unbelief, that's the same thing that you'll speak. It's contagious. But you know what will happen? Those who are not of victory faith, those who have come out there probably in one, for one reason or another, when they come in here, they find faith. Faith released in the atmosphere. Brother Jer Dr. Jerry Saville will experience there is faith in the house. And do you know what will happen? Miracles, signs, wonders. Things will start exploding because of faith. Thank you for enthusiasm. Youth, because of faith. Amen. Come on. Youth, because of your faith. Amen. All right. <laughs> now look at this then. Remember I say that. Look at verse 8. Uh, verse 18 says, And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently, and seeing that he had faith to be healed. Faith is visible. Seeing that he had faith to be healed. He's speaking. Can I tell you something? So that you may always be coming to church prepared. When a, a minister is speaking, can be speaking and can be looking around and can tell there's faith there. And can tell, ah... There we checked out a while ago. And I can tell this, this faith. As a minister can tell. And I'm, I've heard people, I've told people, I can tell you are in faith. Say, how did you know that? I saw you. It's visible. It, it comes out even through your eyes. It flashes. That's why a person who has no faith, they do this. They close their eyes. <laughs> and doze off. <laughs> But the visible faith is you can see it in people's eyes. You can tell there's an expectation. You can tell there is, there is God, you're doing this for me. That's what happens, people who have faith. It's, faith is visible. So Paul is speaking, and Paul observing him internally, and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice. So who actually determined this healing? The man. The man. There had to be a connection. Paul is speaking. Remember like Jesus, he says, there's, there's power present to heal, but the Pharisees and those who are seated around, they're not getting healed. But there are people who came in with faith. When he saw their faith, he says, son, your sins are forgiven. What is that? Because they have prepared their hearts to receive from the Lord, and they are doing whatever it takes to receive from God. That's what I'm talking about. It's visible. It's contagious. You smell it. You go to businesses, you go to homes, you, go to, to, you meet with people who have faith, and you can tell. And sometimes they don't have even to speak it out. You can tell these people have faith. These people believe. We are victory faith. These people. Victory faith. That's who we are. We are living 
Faith International. We have faith in God. You need to establish in your home. My home is a, a, a home of faith. My home is a home of faith. You establish that completely. My business is a business of faith. You don't talk unbelief around this business. You don't talk of bad economy around my business. It's faith business. It's, it's on God. It's on reliance. We rely on God. We don't talk uh, the language of I, I don't have. We don't have. We don't. We just don't have. We people usually don't have. You don't speak that language around us. We are people of faith. We believe in God. We believe in his abundance. We believe in his grace. We believe in his mercy. We believe in his provision. Faith in God's ability. Seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand up. Straight on your feet. And this is what the faith man did. Leaped and walked. He didn't say me. Yeah, you're talking about. Is it me you're talking of? I've never walked. This cannot be the first time. Let me tell you something. Oh, listen to this from the Lord himself. You might be in a situation for a long time. But because it hasn't changed until now. It does not mean that it is supposed to remain that way. One step of faith changes even decades of struggle. That is brought in by faith. That is brought in by expectation. It removes decades of struggle. It removes decades of toiling. It removes decades of failure. It, do, it removes decades of disappointments. You make one step in obedience to God. And here you are. You step into your breakthrough. Oh, that's a place to shout. I mean, that, that, that removes any kind of failure. That removes any kind of insufficiency. That removes any kind of, I don't know, I don't, I don't care how many times that has happened. Listen, one step of faith removes it. It's like it never existed before. This man leapt and walked. And that was it. In fact, they, they like, I know, like, can like, like, La, 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 la. Okay, you know that one. They, they started speaking the next scripture. Now the people saw that what Paul had done, they raised their voices, they, they, they said in the Lycaonian language, the ghosts have come down to us in the likeness of men. They started thinking like, these are ghosts. Now the man had faith. Paul saw faith, he responded to the man's faith. Jesus saw their faith. He responded to their faith. Jesus saw this woman, the Syrophoenician's woman's faith. He responded to her faith. God is seeing our faith. He's responding to our faith. Hallelujah. Is that thrilling? Nothing is impossible to those who believe. Meditate. Ponder. Let me see if we can have, move a little bit faster. So faith is visible. You know that. 
How does that faith come? Romans 10, 17. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to go back to the miracles of Jesus and meditate and meditate. You can look at your situation and put that miracles of Jesus and what he's done for you and meditate and ponder and ponder and ponder. And you, you, you start pondering and you go to scriptures like Hebrews 13, 8. You're the same yesterday, forever. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're still doing this. You're available. And the, big, good, the good news is you're in me. You live in me. You live in me. The spirit that raised you from the dead is in me. He's in me. Do you know what will happen? You'll start shouting. It's impossible for me to be defeated. It's impossible for me not to receive from God. It's because I've already received the, the precious gift is in me. The salvation I have received. This, listen, listen to Romans quickly then. Romans chapter 8. Are you getting anything out of this? Romans 8. wanted you to prepare you for this conference. Romans 8. Verse 35, no, sorry, verse, verse 32. Is your need bigger than salvation? No. Listen to this. He, talking about God the Father, who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? All things. In other words, he gave out his best. He didn't spare his own son, but he gave him up for you and for me. How shall he not with him also freely give us what? All things. All things. So the grace provided that. But can I show you what takes? Faith is a connector. Faith is a connector. Paul is speaking. What was Paul speaking? He was speaking faith. He was speaking the word of God. What was happened to that man who had been crippled? He was receiving faith. Faith was coming into his spirit. And, and it lit up the hope of being, being, being healed. And when Paul saw that he had faith to be healed, Paul spoke the word of God. And power was released. And there was the connection. The man stood up. You have your part. I have my part. But can I tell you something? Our part is easy. It's only believing. Oh, that's good. I mean, our part is easy. It's only believing. It's only having. Hey, you, you go to the scriptures. You read the scriptures. You start saying, Father, thank you. Faith is coming. You start meditating. Your work is easy. It's believing. It's a connector to what God has in store for you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Do whatever it takes to stay in the word this week. And not only this week, but should be. But especially this week. And meditate on it. Faith is coming as you study the word and meditate on it. 
Take time also to pray on purpose and be consistent about it. Study the word of God. Take time in the word of God. In the word of God. Don't be a person who just rushes out. What's the time? Oh! Oh, goodness. Father, thank you. In the name of Jesus, you're going to the shower and, and you, you're rushing out almost with one shoe. Don't be such kind of a person. Be intentional in your walk with God. Take time. Listen, show him that you value him. Take time. We, we've left, I've told you, uh, I think I said a while ago, we've left with uh, uh, Deacon Duncan and with his wife and Tina and I, like I remember this time, we're leaving at five o'clock. Uh, we're going for hiking climb Mount uh, Longorod. And we are leaving the house at five o'clock. But I know I need my time in the world. I know he's my strength even going up this, this mountain. Do you know what time I'll be? From 3 a.m. I'm up to get into the word of God. I'll start, not as a law, but because I love him. Not as a show, but because I love him. And I, I'm, I'm awake, I get into the word well enough and praying, praying and listen to the Lord. And then I get myself ready and just to remind him, Lord, you know, today we are going to Mount Longonot. And I'm going to enjoy it. And then drive, I think. Uh, Deacon Duncan is ever punctual. You understand? If you said five o'clock, you'll hear him about five o'clock at the gate. He's already just before five. He's there. You want such kind of people. And he comes in, and five o'clock, we get into the vehicle, and we've left. We go to Mount Longonot. But what is this? Climbing, hiking, is my passion. But listen, there's a bigger passion I have, is to preach the gospel, is to listen to the Lord, is to obey him. So I'm going to start my time with the word of God. Pastor Carla was telling how we're getting ourselves ready, you know, to go to Mount Kilimanjaro. And then she said, don't, don't forget you are a pastor. I said, I won't forget that. Then we went climbing, and then I told Duncan, and then we got to a place that has, you know, galleys just deep, you know, just galleys. So I, just because it's a passion, uh, them they are walking side by side, you know, slowly so that they don't go down towards that galleys. For me, I put one foot here and the other one, and I just walk this way, and I'm seeing the galley outside, da down there. Then, then Deacon Duncan say, no wonder Pastor Carlos was saying, don't forget you are a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I enjoy. You just want to have some fun. You're looking down at the galley, and you're stepping side by side, just mo and moving fast. Don't try that at home. <laughs> Do whatever it takes to stay in the Word this week and meditate on it. Jude 20, Jude 20, uh, it says this, but you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. What does praying in the Holy Spirit do? Oh, what it does is this, it builds you up in your most holy faith. If you feel so tired and don't feel like reading the Bible, can I tell you something? Stand up, walk around praying in the Holy Ghost. 
you realize I want to, read, to go to the Bible because scriptures will start jumping, uh, so to speak, skipping right inside of you. And you realize, I need to go to the word of God. You build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Building yourself up in your most holy faith. I encourage you this week, pray much in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Let it just be going to places and under your breath and, and just praying in the Holy Ghost and say, God, thank you. I'm speaking out mysteries. I'm speaking mysteries concerning this conference and I'm building myself up and I'm expecting that which you've said of supernatural increase. I'm believing it, Father, to grow up spiritual than I've ever grown before and I'm believing for my soul to be so much at rest and at peace. And I'm believing God for fully manifestation of your healing in my physical body. And thank you, Father, for my family. Thank you for my finances. Thank you for every utterance that you've given to me concerning my life. You start praying in the Holy Ghost. You're building yourself up in the, holy, in the most holy faith. You'll feel like running. Has anyone ever, have you ever prayed in the Holy Ghost and you, you felt so lethargic? And probably you can start like. Have you ever had people starting that way? Say, say, kestisti. Si, si, si. Now people are saying, you people, you people. Si, 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 si. Ye, kiki, di, Oh, Father, help me. And you go on for five minutes and you start realizing. And the next thing is, why is this devil who's been making me this lethargic? I'm, I'm telling you. You start realizing, my goodness, there's an explosion right inside of me. That's what the Holy Ghost does. Remember, he's the one who raised up Jesus from the dead. Causes an explosion right inside of you. I just prayed in the Holy Ghost and I, it felt good. I wish you could have done that with me. Not the CCC, but when I started grass table, you could have gone. Thank you, Father, for strengthening me. With mind. Let me give you quickly some keys to guarding your faith. Some keys to guarding your faith. In your heart, first key is this, cultivate in your heart an attitude of honor. Cultivate in your heart an attitude of honor. Can you please go to First Thessalonians chapter 5, that Amplified Bible? First Thessalonians 5. Cultivate in you an attitude of honor. Let me tell you something. We are living in a generation that dishonors God. All over social media, television, dishonors God. And you know what? That, that they have done, because of that, they dishonor anyone who stands up to say, I'm a man of God, I'm a pastor, I'm a preacher. They dishonor that. And listen, that's a seed for failure. That's a seed for failure. Can I tell you about honoring God? Can I, you remember the Syrophoenician woman? Huh? 
So you, you, you don't take offense. You are an overcomer. Is that so? Yes. Even you, 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 can you think about that, how you make it to the airport? Three hours before the departure time. And you can come on time to church. Oh, I'm still here. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I avoided that. You see what I'm saying? So, so you start checking out your priorities. What is my priority? Let me ask you something. If Pastor Carl and I and leaders, if, if you all start praise and worship and we show up at 1045, that's when we are coming in. And we say, good morning, church. <laughs> I think the Lord has a message for you today. How do you feel? These pastors come late all the time. Every meeting they come late. They tell us to start at 10. We start, the service starts at 10 o'clock. Uh, the praise and worship team, that's the time they are coming in at the gate. Do you know how time these people come over here? Do you know what time the ashes come over here? Do you know how, what time our children's church workers come over here just to prepare to receive you? Come on time. That's your honor to God. That's your passion. Thank you. Now also we beseech you, brethren, get to know those who labor among you. Recognize them for what they are. Acknowledge and appreciate and respect them all. Your leaders who are over you in the Lord and those who own and kindly reprove and exhort you. And hold them in very high and most affectionate esteem, esteem in intelligent and sympathetic appreciation of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. We receive Dr. Jerry Seville as our prophet, as our apostle. And we have that honor. And we come with faith. And we come having been praying, having been getting into the word of God. This is a prophet of God. I'm ready to receive from you. You highly esteem them. Listen, I'll never, ever, ever, ever come to the, uh, the, the, the house of the Lord without having prepared to listen to the Lord so that I can give you what is appropriate for you to, be, to grow by. I'll never, ever, ever do that. Your connection is faith. You've come to receive from God. You've prepared your heart to receive from God. And you get excited. I've heard people, you've heard me say this, I've heard people say, like, Pastor, today you are so anointed. I say, today? You're kidding me. I always am is today you are prepared to receive. So you saw, you connected. You are able to connect. It's not because we are not, we're not anointed. We are this way all the time when you come off. Can you tell your, you tell your wife, all the years I've married you, but today is the day you are beautiful. <laughs> she will look at you. I say you need to grow up. <laughs> Cultivate in your heart an attitude of honor. Honor will help your belief to be directed to the Lord. Second Chronicles 2020. <clears throat> it says, oh, okay, I'll go to that latter part. 
he says this, believe in the Lord your God. That's faith, people. In the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Listen, it says, it says in fact, it's, uh, what Elia what Francis was reading then, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, it talks about the Macedonian church. It says this, first, they gave themselves to the will of God and then to us. Listen, if you give yourself to the, to the, to the Lord, you've given yourself to do the will of God, nothing will offend you. Listen, you'll be able to hear God speaking through men. Because if you know God, you will know when he's speaking to you through men. Avoid deception. You know, for me, I just want God to teach, to speak to me face to face. Really? He doesn't. Do you know how he's speaking to us in these end times? Through his word. Hebrews chapter 1 speaks clearly about that. And he will send men to you. He'll have your pastors. He'll have like Dr. Jerry Saville is coming so that you can hear his voice, the voice of God, and do that. You listen. You believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Secondly, Truly search your heart and repent of any kind of strife, division, and unforgiveness. Truly search your heart and repent of any kind of strife, division, and unforgiveness. You choose to forgive, like I've already told you. You choose, I'm not going to walk in any kind of division. You choose, I'm not going to walk in any kind of unforgiveness. I forgive people no matter what they do. That is a sign of all those three that I've spoken, it's a sign of immaturity. It's a sign of immaturity. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I'm winding up soon. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 says, And I, brethren, could not speak to your spiritual people, but as to Cano. Why is that so? He's speaking. This is, this is Apostle Paul. An apostle of God. He's saying, I cannot speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. Why is that so? I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now you are not able to receive it, even now you are still not able, because for you are still carnal. You're not able to. Just think about that. Would, would that be so sad for Brother Jerry to come and, and stand over here and say, I had a lot to tell you, but you can, you're not able. You can't. You just can't. I'm trying, but you can't. Say, that's not our story. Ours is of faith. This is what we prayed last Friday. That he comes in. Uh, come, come, this, is the, this should be uh, his testimony when he is living here on Thursday morning. He said, Pastor Davis... It's amazing. God did exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I could have even imagined or even thought. It's amazing that I didn't think God was going to do what he's done in this time that you've had this conference in Kenya. I feel like people just drew everything that I had inside of me 
I'm just believing God as I go to South Africa that I'll have something for them because Kenyans just sucked it off me. Thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you. Amen? Amen. That's our attitude. We're prepared. We're ready. <laughs> we're ready to receive. We, we prepare. We get rid of any strife. Strife will never build anyone. We get rid of any, any division. We get rid of any unforgiveness. It's not worth it. It's not. Compared to what God has in store for you, why would you be in strife? Why do you be in any kind of unforgiveness? You release people. You forgive people. And then he says, it's for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you. Are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Just a mere man? We don't take that. We take the word of God. Faith walketh by love. You just do that. You just choose. I'm just going to love. No matter what, I strength. L listen, the walking in the love of God is a choice. It's a choice you make. It's not a feeling. It's a choice you make. You make based on the word of God. God is love and he's given me a love command. Therefore, I choose to love. I choose to love people. In Joshua 3, 5, this is how you should be prepared. It says, um, the, the, I, I need to read two versions, but this amplified. It says this, then Joshua said to the people, listen to this. Are you there? The amplified and then the amplifying classic. I read both. Let's start with that one there. Which one is that? Amplified Bible. Look at this. Listen, look at this, church. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourself. What is to sanctify yourself? That is, separate yourself for a special holy purpose. For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. But he says, for you, for you to experience what the Lord has in store for you, the wonders that he's going to do among you, you need to separate yourself, you need to sanctify yourself, you need to be ready. It will not just happen. Can I tell you how to sanctify yourself? Let me give you an example. Uh, and not prepared is like coming to church and you have mud all over you. And patches of, you know, the napier grass on your head and, and muddy shoes and you're not prepared at all. Your hair is just like black jack on top. You understand? I mean, it, it, it just, it just, you just came just like you are. Or just like you are, we'll lead you into salvation and then we'll clean you up. You understand that? But look at this. That's like, just, show, just think about this. Here's a cocktail dinner and you showed up with your slippers. And your hair is everywhere. And then uh, you just showed up, cocktail dinner. You've not brushed your teeth. You just showed up. Just like I am to the cocktail dinner. Now that's a natural illustration of what? Unpreparedness. 
Now, think about this. The preparedness is this. You hear, you've prepared your heart, you've gotten into the world, you've, you've washed, so to speak, your clothes, your garments with righteousness of faith, and you, you, you're ready. It's like, God, I'm ready. I release my faith into your ability. I know you're doing wonders among us. That's why you should come always to church on Sundays. But listen, that's why you should come for the conference. You're ready. And go, let's go to the other version, please. Uh, the Amplified Classic says this. Uh, is that it? Is, then, then Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves for his purpose. It's his purposeful thinking. That's what I'm talking about. Purposeful thinking. Preparedness. Sanctify yourself for his purpose. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders. What is that? Miracles among you. Can I, let, me, let me read it in this month, and then you, you can say it together. We sanctify ourselves for your purpose, Lord. For during this supernatural increase conference, you will do wonders, miracles among us. You see how easy it is to pray scriptures? Okay, say it after me. We sanctify ourselves for your purpose, Lord. For during this supernatural increase conference, you will do wonders, miracles among us. Hallelujah. Faith to receive. You go to the word of God. The, in Ephesians chapter 5 talks about you sanctify yourself. It's the word. In fact, in fact the, the best scripture is, is uh, uh, John 17, 17. Can you, can you go? John 17. Let me go over there. See if the one. Sanctify. Sanctify. Yeah, it's the one. 17, 17. Look, look, look at this. It says this. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. How do you sanctify yourself? Through the word. You being the word of God, sanctify them by the truth. By your truth, your word is the truth. Choir, that's what will, will happen. Amen. Our preparation in, in, in worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. It's, it, we sanctify ourselves. We be ready. We get into the word of God. In your choir group, you may have a scripture and you've been praying and say, come on, people, just be aware of this scripture. The Lord is saying, I'm sensing the Lord wants us to prepare for this. Amen. Not uh, some force that uh, <laughs> you don't, we don't do that in this choir. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Not just any forward of, of anything that people forward to each other, but it's is on purpose. Are we ready for this conference? Before then, we have our first fruit offering, like Brother Francis told you, next Saturday. This is a month of sowing. I was telling Tina, God, this month seems like much seed has to come into our hands. But the beautiful thing about it is just the beginning of the year, so that February, March, April, May, June, 
July, August, September, through December, is harvest time. Hallelujah. I'd rather do the, give the best in the beginning of the year, and I'm ready. Whatever it is, Lord. Is it for fast fruit offering? Yes. We are concluding our prayer and fast, Daniel fast, this coming Sunday. When we wake up on Sunday morning, we are ready. We've concluded the Daniel fast. We praise him. We worship him. And we come with our fast fruit offering. And then we are still ready for the following day on Monday night. We are here at 6 o'clock. Don't come at 6.20. Come before 6. Expectant. And then we, we prayed. Was it last Friday in our prayer? For favor. Those from your place of employment and all that. I've had some good responses in, response in choir that people have gotten favor. They are available uh, on, on those days of the conference. You have that same favor. Tell your boss, if you want me to be productive this year, you better let me go for this conference. I cannot miss this conference. This is for the benefit of this organization. What? What do you mean by that? I'm telling you, it's for the benefit of this organization. If you want me to be fruitful this year, give me this chance. I won't be here on, 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 on Monday. You let me leave at 3 or 2 o'clock. All right? Then on Tuesday, uh, the whole day, you won't see me here. On Wednesday... I'll come in the afternoon. I can come at 3 o'clock if you have to, but it would be better that I report on Thursday as a changed person. <laughs> Answer. Call the HR. Given. Go. Come back even the other week. <laughs> we want you changed in this organization. Did you receive something today? Would you please rise up on your feet and bless the Lord, worship Him, honor Him. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Father. Let's lift our hands and, 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 and I want to lead, you, lead us into a prayer. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Just lift up your hands, please. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we do thank you for such honor that you have granted to us to send such a man to us in the beginning of the year. We receive Dr. Jerry Saville as a prophet, as an apostle of God, and we believe in you, the Lord our God, that you may be established. And we believe your prophets that you may prosper. And Father, this, this afternoon, and as we, we go into this new week, we sanctify ourselves. We set our lives apart. We repent of strife. We repent of unforgiveness. We repent of every sin, Father, that has caused us not to walk in love. We repent of that, Father, every place that we have violated our love walk. Father, we come before the throne of grace and we ask you for mercy and grace for the cleansing.
I minister forgiveness. I minister the mercy of God upon your people. Father, even in areas that there's been deep disappointments, I ask you, Father, for the release of the forgiveness in the hearts of your people. Holy Spirit of God, we are your temple. Our bodies are your temple. And we open our lives to you for the baptism of fire. You are a consuming fire. You are a consuming fire. May your fire remove every chaff, burn it, burn it, burn it. The fire of the Holy Spirit all over. Removing every chaff and setting us ablaze for your will and for your purposes. May this be our confession. The zeal of thine house consume us. May our hearts be on fire, Father, for your will, for your purposes, even during, as you've begun the year praying and fasting. Father, that your fire may burn within us. That nothing, nothing at all should stop us from receiving from you. Thank you, Father. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive me from every sin of strife, of unforgiveness, of division. I ask you to forgive me I forgive people. I release people. I am free. And I receive your forgiveness, Father. I accept your word into my heart. That the love of God you have shared abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for showing me how to prepare for this supernatural increase conference. I believe in you, the Lord my God, that I may be established. I believe in your prophets that I may prosper. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you for the cleansing all over this house. Anyone will hear even this message. I thank you for the cleansing, Father, by the precious blood of Jesus. I thank you for preparation. I thank you for strength to receive from heaven. Strengthen your people with might by your spirit in their inner man. I thank you, Father, for seed to sow. In fact, that's the last point I had, that a, a faith, a person of faith, has seed to connect. 
has seed to connect. Brother Francis read that in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Is you have seed to connect. To what is your, is your point of contact. That you have seed to connect to what God is doing during this conference. So Father, thank you. You are the one who supplies seed to the soul and bread for food. Thank you, Father, for everyone desiring a seed. Place it into their hands and remind them of the purpose for it. And I thank you, Father, and I praise you for all this. In Jesus' name.